banking crisis. We will address tonight whether we're supposed to say Credit Swiss or Credit Suisse. Which is it? I know it's spelled Suisse, but I've heard people say Swiss, and I don't like saying Suisse, but some say Suisse. I don't know. Look, uh, John Tobacco, he knows all of this stuff, the important stuff, and probably this too. It does seem to have stabilized somewhat. All right, more on that in a little bit. Meanwhile, the weakness shown by Joe Biden. The allies see it. Our enemies see it. The American people see it. The weakness is so palpable. It is so un-American. You know, 51 years ago today, The Godfather premiered. Yep, with Marlon Brando, Al Pacino, and the rest, right? Do you remember how strong The Godfather was and how weak some of the people were in the neighborhood? Like that guy there who asked for a favor. He wanted something done. But The Godfather was offended that he never came uh, to have a coffee or just to make nice. I didn't want any trouble. I just didn't want to get involved. This is the foreign policy avoiding trouble of the Biden administration. Since the beginning of my administration, we seek competition, not conflict with China. We're not seeking conflict with Russia. We don't seek conflict. I've told them that we're looking for competition. Incidents happen um, and and uh, clearly, uh, we do not uh, seek armed conflict with uh, with Russia. We got it. We got it. We got it. But you know what? The conflict has come to us, whether we are seeking it or not. And what are we going to do about it? Apparently, thank you, sir. May I have another? The balloon, the China balloon. We just sat there and took it and only had polite words. And now this uh, UAV, an American unmanned vehicle, shot down, pushed down, something happened to it by a MiG Russia fighter over the Black Sea. And uh, we don't want any trouble here. Gobbledygook. Two Russian jets dumped fuel on an unmanned U.S. MQ-9 aircraft conducting routine operations in international airspace. Yeah. Just like that. Just just the technical details. No warning. No, Russia, you are messing with the wrong country. Stop it right now or else. There is a time and a place where you got to get tough. This administration doesn't understand that. The other guy, our guy, it was in his blood. North Korea best not make any more threats to the United States. They will be met with fire and fury like the world has never seen. Right? (laughs) Right? I mean, this stuff actually works. And there's intellectual firepower behind this kind of statement delivered in this manner. More on that in a moment. But, I mean, just compare and contrast this to Joe. Have relations now between the U.S. and China taken a big hit, frankly? No. How do you know? I know. I talked to him. You've talked to Xi Jinping Jinping before? I... And our, our team talks to their people. During this and yeah, since? Yeah, after this. I haven't talked to them during this. Oh. But look, I mean, <laughs> the idea of shooting down a balloon that's gathering information over America um, and, uh, is, and that, break, that t- makes relations worse. Look, I made it real clear to Xi Jinping that uh, 
We're going to compete fully with China, but we're not going to look. We're not looking for conflict, and uh, and that's been the case so far. They're walking all over us. They're testing us, and we're failing the tests. Sailing that balloon all the way across the country, and nothing happens. Well, you know who noticed that? Putin. And now, that UAV thing being uh, dumped on, did he say? Gasoline? Russian fighters just dumping on and disrespecting our aircraft over the Black Sea? And you see these statements that are coming out from President Xi and others? They're talking about modernizing their military. They're talking about reunifying with Taiwan. This is bellicose, belligerent stuff. And we respond, thank you, sir. May I have another? It's astounding. Now... There are people out there who don't like Richard Nixon. Personally, I'm a fan. The late, great Richard Nixon. Even his enemies would say he was fantastic at foreign policy, an amazing strategic thinker. He would be horrified by what is happening right now. Have you ever heard of the madman theory? The madman theory is a political theory commonly associated with President Nixon's foreign policy. Nixon tried to make uh, hostile communist nations think he was irrational and volatile. Now, he was not those things, but if your enemy thinks that, it can give you leverage. They can fear you. They will fear you. And you can use it to get things done. Your agenda, our agenda. Uh, listen to this guy. Nixon called it the madman theory. The idea that he would pretend that he hated communists so much that he would get angry and he would do anything to destroy communism and save South Vietnam. And so it was called the madman theory. So he liked to project this idea that he was mad and he would do anything to end the war. This led to one event that we're just finding out about uh, now, at least recently, that Nixon ordered a nuclear worldwide alert. Um, and it was secret until just a few years back when the documents came out. And you know who was something of a pupil of President Nixon? President Trump. In fact, in the late 1970s, they were actually neighbors on the same block, East 65th Street. Uh, President Nixon was very impressed with Donald Trump. Does it make a bit more sense now when you see Donald Trump speaking that aggressively toward North Korea? There was a rationale. There was a, a strategy there for Joe, the passive and weak Joe. What is the strategy? Could it be just not getting in trouble with the Chinese because <laughs> they know so much about him and Hunter and the financial entanglements. Now, that is a real concern. The media never asked Joe about that. Why not? I mean, why not? Because their corporate overlords say, don't go there. How can he be in front of that many reporters and not get any questions about the laptop, not get any questions about, well, have you heard? First, James Comer, Republican of Kentucky, is the House Oversight Committee chairman. This guy's a heavyweight, all right? It's been around for a long time. He's no joke. And he is determined, and he has said publicly, that their investigators have found $3 million wired from a Chinese energy company to a Mr. Walker in the United States, an associate, a known associate of the Bidens, and that money was then transferred to the Biden family. $3 million transferred to the Biden family. This is a big, big, big deal. And once again, 
No one's talking about it, huh? No news. New York Times, no. You add this to 10% for the big guy. Uh, remember, 10%, right? 10, hold 10 for the big guy. How about half of Hunter's pay, actually, according to the laptop, was going to pops. <laughs> I won't make you give me half your salary. What about Joe's tax returns in 2017? We know, by the way, that $3 million transfer was made. Joe, how much money? $11 million. Did he make $11 million from his vice presidential memoirs? None of this is of interest to the New York Times, the paper of record. And when the paper of record doesn't go there, you'd be surprised how many people in conservative media, they just they don't feel comfortable. The New York Times has got to give them cover. Look, I know about Joe Biden's $3 million. I know about Joe Biden's various homes. <laughs> and the, just the, there's no kind of accounting for all of the possessions that he's managed to acquire on a government salary all these years. And if I know that, you know who else knows that? President Xi knows that. Vladimir Putin knows that. And they can use this information potentially to control Joe Biden. That's the big concern here. It's not just gossip, all right? We, this is a matter of national security. Quite frankly, Joe came to power in an entirely different era, 1972. That's when he became a big shot. And in 1972, you could get away with a lot more than you can today, all right? The standards were a bit different. Watergate changed everything. I mean, look at this hot shot. Look at how he boasts. As the youngest member of the Senate, the one, therefore, who may expect the longest career there, I wonder if you'd say to us, since it's clear that you're not corrupt and you got elected, why should people think that the system produces corrupt results when there you are? Well, I'm not sure you should assume I'm not corrupt, but I'm thank you for that, though. What an interesting thing to say. What an odd thing to say. Don't assume I'm not corrupt. I will never make that mistake. Um, here's the thing. I know some things about Joe. You know some things about Joe. You know who knows about Joe? Our adversaries. It's funny. Sometimes the people in a country are the last to know. Did I ever tell you in the 1980s, I actually visited the Soviet Union? That's me in Red Square in 1985. It was still a communist country. And you know what I really wanted to do? I wanted to see Leonid Brezhnev's cars. Now, Leonid Brezhnev, he had been dead for about three years, but he was said to have a big, like, museum full of cars because this guy was obsessed with cars. He was corrupt. We knew that in America. But over there, they looked at me like I had ten heads. What are you talking about? He took the bus. He took the. He, he has no cars. I knew it. Uh, our CIA knew it. The American media knew it. But the people over there had no idea. So $3 million to Joe Biden. I know it. You know it. So many people in America don't know it. It didn't make the New York Times. It's crazy, right? <laughs> Meanwhile, they get $3 million. It's not news. Donald Trump Jr. gets an email, and it's a DEFCON 5. To many, the email trail on Trump Jr. proves his willingness to conclude with Russia. And it suggests on its face a willingness to collude with Russia, a foreign adversary of the U.S. There were these untoward contacts. There's a lot we don't know, but a lot that's very suspicious. We know that Donald Trump Jr. at the very least tried his damnedest to, to, uh, to collude with the Russians. 
Well, um, that's just an email from a guy, this fellow, Rob Goldstone, who I actually know. Nice guy. This is, this is what happened. This is the collusion. He sent Donald Trump Jr. an email, and they all think that this is yet uh, $3 million. It's just crazy. And the way they cover for Joe Biden is wild. Do you have a crime that you think Hunter Biden committed? Because I've yet to see anybody explain it is not a crime to make money off your last name. How about that? Bending over backwards. You know, number one, it's sleazy, big time, right? No skill, Biden family. What does Hunter bring to the table? What does Jim Biden bring to the table? They are, that's wrong. We don't like that. You guys never even covered it. Now you're just telling us it's not illegal. And oh, by the way, it just might be illegal. We haven't gotten to the bottom of it yet. But did these guys doing all this business overseas with China representing their interests? You know, Hunter introduced his father, the vice president at the time, to this guy, Lee, an energy company slash Communist Party heavyweight in a hotel. And I mean, basically, you got to register as a foreign agent when you do this kind of stuff. You have to register as a foreign agent. And the Justice Department, they like to charge at least Republicans with this. Did you know this is how they got uh, Paul Manafort, right? One of the things, he didn't register as a foreign agent. I mean, the big crime of his was, you know, he got close to Trump. How about Michael Flynn? That was something else. The, the whole not registering as a foreign agent for something uh, with Turkey. I mean, these are trumped up charges for these guys. But given the scale and the money involved at China and uh, on and on and on, this is, uh, well, we got to get to the bottom of it. And it's just amazing that there is minimal public interest. It's also amazing that the world is not a different place after Tucker Carlson's uh, reporting last week. You know, that 41,000 hours of footage. Uh, he did a great job presenting it to the people. We saw the horns guy being facilitated by Capitol Hill police in his maneuverings around the Capitol. I mean, it's almost like they were working together. That is game-changing information that has been ignored. Uh, <laughs> conservative media as well. It's like it didn't even happen. Brian Sicknick, the, uh, the cop, the Capitol Hill police officer, they said he was hit in the head with a fire extinguisher and you know, killed by MAGA. He died of natural causes the next day. And on January 6th, here he is alive and functioning when they told us at this time he was already dying. He was already bleeding at the hands of MAGA terrorists. And you know what they did? They gave Brian Sicknick a state funeral, essentially. His ashes lying in state in the Capitol. You know who gets to lie in state in the Capitol? And this is nothing against Brian Sicknick. They exploited him. They used him. President Kennedy. That's an honor for this kind of occasion. A president in his prime cut down by an assassin. Or General MacArthur, after a lifetime of service, lie in state in the Capitol. President Reagan, beloved two-term president, one of the greatest ever, lying in state. Brian Sicknick? No. Someone who died on natural causes the day after? No. It was, it was perverse what they did. So you have the Sicknick situation and the Horn situation. We've seen it. We know it. It exists. Where does it?
If the New York Times doesn't say it's news, I mean, maybe it's not news. Is that their strategy? It reminds me of people throw around 1984, George Orwell too much, but there's, there's this. The most palpable facts can be denied or disregarded by the state. We can't let them deny this stuff. We can't disregard it, okay? Are you in this with me? I'll be right back. Bree is also the uh, one of the highest ranking transgender service members in the military and is the highest ranking transgender service member in the Department of the Air Force. So thank you so much for joining us. Um, you are an inspiration to many, right? Uh, you are breaking barriers. And um, it's important, though, for us, I think, for everyone to understand kind of what motivates you, right? What keeps you, what inspires you, what keeps you motivated? You know, what really keeps me motivated is the people that are going to come after us. Some people have called me a trailblazer in some of the things that I do, and that's something I really embrace. Because oh what that means is that it's not about me. It's uh, about the fact that the road behind me uh, is now paved. And the generation uh, coming after us has an easier chance to make mm, it to where I've made it, to make it where so many others have made it. But then they've mm, got the time and the energy to go further. What? Um, we're going to lose the next war. <laughs> we're we're going to lose. This is crazy stuff. You can't you can't emphasize this over mission readiness, over mission effectiveness, and that's what's happening. The T and LGBTQ, it's uh, it's taking over our country, and it's insane. And any sane person can see that. Um, I wonder how the folks at Wellesley College, some of their esteemed graduates. This is Wellesley. It's uh, very prestigious school in Massachusetts. Some of its graduates include, uh, let's see here, Madeleine Albright, Diane Sawyer, and Hillary Clinton. And the students there are pushing real hard to allow into this all-girls school, by the way, all-girls school. Uh, they want to accept non-binary and trans students and uh, use more gender-inclusive language. But tell you what, when the biological men start showing up, and wanting to live in the girls' dorm, well, maybe they want to take a look at prisons and what's happening there first. Being male or being female is a developmental process. You can't go backwards. Okay. So you can't change your sex. Currently in California prisons and prisons in other parts of the country, women are getting impregnated by other women and there's just no way that I mean, this is against the UN. Women have internalized misogyny to the point where the man's comfort is takes precedence over the woman's safety. There's a reason why they don't want to be in men's prisons because men beat each other to death. Women don't do that. Uh, can anybody argue with her? I mean, they can't actually. And look at what's happening in prisons. It's insane. All right, they are sending. Uh, anybody who identifies as whatever they want to the prison of their gender choice in many, many cases. And you know what? Wellesley, we mentioned, is an all-girls school. Let's move away from the prison thing for a moment and back to the, to the school. I think there's a place, I've heard this, for all-girls school, all-boys school. I wouldn't co-ed, but, you know, there's a rationale for having same-sex schools. And they've been around for a very long time, very traditional. And let's hear from some girls at an all-girls school. 
The environment in the classroom is so much different yeah. than what it would be if it was co-ed. The environment is way more focused. It feels like everyone's going towards one common goal, but we're also doing it in a lot of different and really special ways. Here, it's just a very, it's a more supportive environment and it's very, I always call it like a family kind of because we're all so supportive of one another. <laughs> I just feel like the weekend activities here are so like diverse they're right all right boys can mess things up all right that there's a place for all girls school there's a place for all boys school uh, when the biological men masquerading as trans start showing up there's going to be all kinds of problems and they're going to be a lot more apparently the number of trans children doubling doubled in recent years um, this is uh, from the CDC one of the reasons why it's doubling is it's become so fashionable. From a very prominent trans psychologist, uh, she writes, I think it's gone too far. A fair number of kids are getting into transgenderism because it's trendy. I think in our haste to be supportive, we're missing that element. And that brings us to the most famous trans person now, uh, Dylan Mulvaney, uh, became a TikTok superstar for... I don't know, TikTok, you know, just jump up and down and you can be a TikTok superstar. Uh, I guess she trans, Dylan is trans and no talent, no particular 10.8 million followers, got a lot of followers. You can go to the Grammys. You can go to uh, <laughs> uh, you're the toast of the town, the Drew Barrymore show. What else? Uh, the Today Show. I, I, uh, let's see here. Interviewing Joe Biden at the White House and on and on and on it goes for no particular skill. Now, we have rewarded this kind of thing before. I, I understand the Kardashians, all right? The Kardashians, uh, they are famous for, well, whatever. Well, actually, they're famous for that sex tape, all right? That's famous. That, that the sex tape kind of got it all going on, right? Right, right? All right. LGBTQ has been mindlessly embraced by corporate America and a huge part of our political uh, class. And... Uh, it's one thing to be any of those things. It's just, in my opinion, irrelevant. But when you start making it all about this stuff, you start to screw up the stuff you're supposed to be focused on. We started this last night. Some of the biggest companies in the world, they're indulging in this virtue signaling, taking their eye off the ball, the stuff they should be focused on. Netflix employees staged a walkout today to protest a Dave Chappelle comedy special containing a number of jokes aimed at transgender people. Those protesting Netflix's decision to release it say it ridicules transgender people. They say this is part of harmful content that negatively impacts vulnerable communities and is unethical entertainment. For the first time in more than a decade, Netflix lost subscribers, 200,000 of them. The stunning decline, sending the media giant stock nosediving 35% today. It's a disaster for anybody who owned it at this point. A major setback for the longtime frontrunner in the streaming race. We're back now with Disney announcing some changes coming to its popular attraction, Splash Mountain. This after fans said that that ride reinforced racial stereotypes. Disney hands the lead role in its remake of The Little Mermaid to a black actress. The key of inclusion. A key that unlocks even more potential within our company by amplifying the others. To create a world where everyone belongs, where each person is treated with respect, we must work together to reimagine tomorrow. Some breaking news on another big tech company and media company slashing people's jobs today. Disney says that's going to cut 7,000 people. 
about 3% of its whole workforce. The company says it's part of a broader, what they call cost-saving measure that includes a total restructuring of its business. I think there's a big disparity between the investments in black-led companies than other companies. We want to help close the Latino wealth gap. I want to be able to help them build generational wealth. Thank you very much, Scott. Hi, everybody. I'm Kelly Evans, and we're following breaking news at this hour. Regulators have just shut down Silicon Valley Bank, or SVB. It's the largest U.S. bank failure since the 2008 financial crisis. Oh, whatever happened to that generational wealth? Okay, woke, broke, wow, or demented. All those problems avoidable if they just focused on the job. We'll be right back. Hey, guys, it's Carson. Biden's America is crushing us. You've got companies laying off tens of thousands of workers one day after another. Americans working two jobs just to get by. Inflation pushing hard. Families to the brink. Hell, just look at the price of eggs. And the digital dollar could be coming down the pipeline to completely destroy our way of life. The truth is, you need a plan. You know it. I know it. And that's why I partnered with the great company Gold Co. So you can diversify your savings and investments with gold and silver before things get worse. They are six-time Inc. 500 winner, 2022 Company of the Year with thousands of five-star reviews and have helped people like you and me place over $1 billion in gold and silver. They're offering up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last, only if you call them today. Qualified callers will get a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin, so don't wait. Call 855-735-3740, 855-735-3740. That's 855 735 3740. Let's break it down. All right. Trump's going to get indicted. All of the signs suggest right now that they are moving forward with an indictment. I mean, it seems like an indictment is very likely. (laughs) They can't wait. They think it's going to happen. This time they have Trump. That's who they think is going to get indicted. They are so desperate. Uh, Rudy Giuliani was President Trump's lawyer, and uh, they're still great friends. And Rudy Giuliani joins us once again. This is, uh, hey, Mr. Mayor, welcome back. How are you? I'm, I'm, I'm good, Greg. Uh, this, this, um, this is very, very sad, and it's, it's sad not so much for my friend Donald Trump, who will stand this as he has so many others. It's sad for uh, the institution that I've served for over 50 years, justice. He didn't commit a crime. It's not a crime. So let's uh, go back. It's the Stormy Daniels matter. That's what we have been led to believe here, apparently. And there's Stormy. And uh, I know what you mean. I don't think you have to be a lawyer to understand this. It's a free country. If you want to write a check for $130,000 and give it to somebody, you can. She obviously wasn't a campaign employee. This whole idea that it was a campaign contribution is insane, right? Yes, it's no different than uh, I gave an example before. My son ran for governor. I buy my son a suit most uh, Christmas, the Christmas gift. So if I bought him a suit last Christmas, you know, when he was running for governor and he wore it for the campaign, is it a campaign contribution? This this uh, payment had a personal element to it. It was to protect him against a false charge or to protect him against his family against a true charge. It was personal. It was a personal payment. 
absolute personal payment. Well, can I tell you something? Number one, I actually think it was a false charge. Uh, that's clear to me. And also, this is malicious prosecution. I want to show you this guy. His name is Mark Pomerantz. He wrote a oh. book. He wrote a book about this whole thing. And this is his theory. This is his baby prosecuting Trump over the the payment to um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Stormy Daniels. Uh, he actually admits, strangely enough, in his book that the other prosecutors, they thought his theory was crazy. They thought he was uh, overly aggressive and a bit clueless. And uh, nevertheless, I think that letter was somehow pressuring the left or pressuring these DAs or attorneys general to, look, you got to indict the guy. I mean, just do it. I mean, it may be a flimsy argument, but go ahead and do it. Let We hate Trump that much. I think that's correct. And you know what a poor excuse for a lawyer Pomerantz is to do that? And can you imagine how corrupt our system is that I'm suspended from the practice of law because I'm a danger of creating a riot and he isn't? even though he's trying to get an innocent man prosecuted for a crime that doesn't exist. Uh, it's, uh, it's an outrage. Uh, we don't just have two systems of justice in this country. We've got a totally corrupt system of justice. And, you know, this Michael Cohen guy who just won't go away, who is not a smart man. Everybody understands that about him. He never should have been in Trump's orbit, oh, by the way. And he wasn't Trump's lawyer. Uh, he was like an errand boy. He got paid $75,000 a year. And quite frankly, on Fifth Avenue, as far as lawyers go, that's not a lot of money. He was not full-time. He was part-time. Here he is. I guess he just left. Uh... <laughs> How many times can he talk about this? It's... Here we go. Cut 15, please. I'm relieved that my role is now, for the time being, over. I have complied with every request that was asked of me by the district attorney's office. My position is that at the end of the day, Donald Trump needs to be held accountable for his dirty deeds if, in fact, that's the way that the facts play out. Dirty deeds, if, in fact, that's the way the facts play out. His lawyer told him to say that. Now he's saying it's not. Uh, this is a farce, obviously. Um, yeah, yeah. By the way, it might not be the district attorney of Manhattan. It could be Letitia James or Tish James, I think she goes by. She, the state attorney general might wage this case. I think we have a picture of her. Here she is. Uh, she's ambitious and she'll do what she's told. Uh, I think she took Cuomo out because she was told to do so. And she might go forward with this case because somebody is telling her to do so. Well, I mean, she's tied up with drag queens this weekend. So oh, I don't know. that's right. That's right. Bring it. Little children. Uh, because uh, because uh, I don't know why, because there's something wrong with her head. Who would bring drag queens to little children? Yeah, this is a sitting attorney general. And we mentioned this in the earlier segment. But, yeah, she's... she's Our gonna... attorney wants to, wants to entice little children into being drag queens. What the hell kind of an attorney general is that? And what has happened to us? Greg, what has happened to us? No, it is. Uh, you're right, Mr. Mayor. It's so sad. We went to Bishop Lachlan Memorial High School, my high school, a great high school, a scholarship school. My best friends come from Bishop Lachlan Memorial High School. The Christian brothers that I had would be turning over in their graves if they knew about her. Well, Mr. Mayor, you know what? Something good can come from all this. This is a wake up <laughs> call. This is a wake up call. This could bring us closer to God. You know, I mean, 
I hope we're so. needed right now. People are needed to stand up and to prevent this that, and to protect children. And this this can't stand. I hope people rise up and start speaking out and writing letters or protesting peacefully and legally. But right, I mean, it, it, yeah, I, how can how can we live in a world where they put men on a female basketball team? I mean, come on, you're crazy. It's crazy. All right. I got to get back to the legal thing for a moment. Number one, if he does get indicted over this stuff, and even the New York Times says it's a flimsy case, uh, possibly a misdemeanor, from a campaign standpoint, does it, does it do anything to him legally just being indicted as a candidate? I, I, it's, it's either a neutral or a hell. Neutral it, or a hell. Even even uh, Weissman, the uh, notorious prosecutor, uh, Mullahad, who, you know, sees a crime around every corner. I yeah. said there's right. Uh, I mean, it's- and by the way, by the way, Mr. Mayor, it could help him. It could help him. Remember, they impeached him. It only made him stronger. Hey, Mr. Mayor, we got to go. I'm with you on this big time uh, to be continued. We'll be right back. You bet, sir. That is John Tobacco, kingpin on Wall Street and host of Wise Guys with John Tobacco on Newsmax every Saturday night. He knows Wall Street made a killing down there. But take a look at this. All right. Two U.S. banks failing within three days. Stock market down over bank stability fears. Credit Suisse, Swiss listed shares down 20 percent. And there are still fears of uh, bank run contagion or you know, look, people are worried. All right, John Tobacco, you don't look too worried. Uh, what's the deal? Should we be seriously? What's going on? What's the latest? Well, the latest and greatest is this. It's a complicated matter, Greg. But just to put it in regular Newsmax, Joe Main Street terms, here it is. We're past the point of no return. The government's already said they're going to guarantee all deposits of all banks. Almost every bank out there has this problem on their books. But regular folks who are just investing for the long term, their future, I said it before, I go to yoga every so often. My favorite instructor tells me, namaste, stay calm, be at peace. Because at some point or another, if you're invested the right way, all this stuff's going to wash itself out. Now, Greg, I've been saying for the last couple of months that there's so much artificial stimulation pumped into this market over the last two years that it needs a full clean-out. It needs, like, a, a colonic to get all the artificial stuff out, and then we can find a base where it can start to come up. So in the near term, there will be pain. And I would say this. People don't realize it, but when stocks go down, bonds go up. They have an inverse relationship to each other. And right now, bonds going up is solving the problem on thousands of bank balance sheets across the country. So the short-term pain will prevent massive contagion. Got it. Got it. And I am a total novice on this, but I got that. However, I did hear you say, like, don't worry, because all the deposits will be covered by the government. Now, that is not, for some, necessarily a good thing, I think, right? Because some of these deposits go way above the insured limit, which I know is $250,000, and the government covering that, and it's not clear how they're going to do that. And some of you guys, some of you finance guys, don't think it's a good idea for the government to back all that up, or are they wrong? 
No, look, I stand in the camp of free market capitalism. I kneel at the altar of capitalism. And if you're a capitalist and you had all this money, you signed a contract with the bank that said you're only guaranteed up to $250,000. If you were so careless and you were so dumb and stupid that you weren't able to allocate your money across multiple accounts to make sure you were protected, then in a capitalist society, you take risks to get rewards. In this case, you took a risk of not taking the time and resources to split up your money. You deserve to pay the price. And right. I think, you know, we've seen it time and again. No one pays the price. It just keeps happening. Now, these banks are incredibly woke, like 90% uh, of corporate America these days. Now, liberals are giving conservatives a hard time because uh, we, they say we're focusing on something too much and it's not really a problem. Look, you're on Wall Street. You know these guys and these companies, you know, they're doing this woke stuff. And guys like you work at some of these companies. Do they tell you, is it, it's got to be really affecting the bottom line. It's got to, they got to be taking their eye off the ball. Or is this something they can kind of say, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they get to work and it doesn't really affect things. Hey, Greg, thankfully, um, I've built a couple of companies with my brothers from scratch and sold them to public companies. So I never really had to be subject to forcing ESG and diversity, equity, and inclusion on me. I wouldn't go for that. And time and time again, you see these companies take Nike, take Netflix, take all the big monsters that jumped in on the George Floyd and the BLM. Um, all those companies in the last two years that showed themselves as woke are down 50 percent. So I want bank managers, bank risk managers and their auditors. No one's talking about KPMG or their auditors who have been giving them a clean bill of health for the last six months. They should have saw this. Uh, but it's proven over and over again. The idiots on the left, the morning jokes, the clowns and buffoons network at CNBC, they could say we're overreacting. We don't know what we're talking about. But the stats don't lie. You go woke, you go broke. Look at Nike. You look at Netflix. All the wokes are broke. Disney broke. Um, so, yeah, maybe bank people should spend a little more time focusing on being fiduciaries and spending all their resources to make money or protect capital, at least, instead of worrying about, you know, windmills and crispy <laughs> green projects. All right. Hey, wait, two very quick things. Number one, did Credit Suisse do anything wrong? Did they do anything wrong? No. Well, look, I'm calling them right now Credit Suisse cheese because there's holes all over that bank. Uh, and that's going to be the next problem. But they've done a lot of things wrong. Credit Suisse, if you ask me, has been kind of winding down, whether they're getting kicked out of some businesses, they're getting fined in businesses. They've been a nightmare on wheels for a while I now. Um, I think you'll find out they've done something's wrong. And now I understand you can say Credit Suisse. You don't have to say Credit Suisse, which I found <laughs> awkward. John Tobacco, thank you very much. Check him out Saturday nights at 10 right here on Newsmax. A great show. And we'll be right back. I'm announcing that today we are filing a lawsuit against Donald Trump for violating the law as part of his efforts to generate profits for himself, his family, and his company. Ooh, frivolous lawsuit. No chance. This is a very silly woman, ambitious, but dumb. Um, and I'm sorry, but 
I think she's got a bit of a fetish. This is weird. I would not go to a drag story hour for children, but she's going to one as the sitting New York State Attorney General, Tish James, is going to a drag story hour this weekend. Families with children are invited to join the Attorney General drag storytellers and city and state elected leaders for these freaks to sit around with kids. You're not freaks when you're not with the kids, but when you're with the kids, you're freaks. All right. This is totally insane. Now, the word is that either the D.A. in Manhattan or this individual is going to try to indict Trump. Um, I think she's the one who's going to try to do it, actually. Uh, and that's my preference because she's not smart. I guess I don't have to whisper that anymore. <laughs> uh, here she is. Uh, ooh, she did take down Cuomo. Cuomo, you could take him down for a lot of things, but not for this. But she did it anyway. Take a look. These 11 women were in a hostile and toxic work environment and that we should believe women and that what we have an obligation and a duty to do is to protect women in their workplace. Believe women, protect women in their workplace. Uh, this was a sanctioned Democrat hit job against Cuomo. They had to take him out. I'm not totally sure why. I wanted him to, be re to resign over the COVID nursing home thing. But take a look at this. This is the sexual assault or harassment allegations against Cuomo. State entity employee number two felt that the governor intended to convey a joke of an implied sexual nature. Hmm. At the press conference in front of the press and cameras, the governor stated, nice to see you, doctor. You make that gown look good. Next, state entity employee number two found the governor's comments offensive and that they would not have been made to an accomplished physician who was a man. All right. You want to see the moment where this actually happened? All right. The actual sexual harassment. I guess we're all witnesses because this was on national television, live national television, and nobody noticed it except the state attorney general and this uh, person. Take a look. It's wild. Should be no reluctance. This is Dr. Elizabeth Dufort, who is in the appropriate PPE wear. Nice to see you, doctor. You make that gown look good. Head up a little bit. Head up. Close your eyes. Close my eyes? Why do I need to close my eyes? You can question the doctor. That's okay. Why do I need to close my eyes? For comfort. comfort. It might make you tear a little bit. Okay. If I fall asleep? <laughs> then we'll have you sit down. That's it? Yeah. That's it? Okay. Nothing else? That's it. And according to the state attorney general, that was sexual harassment. It's a complete joke and a tragedy. Donald Trump, this woman, this woman's not going to beat him. We'll be right back. No blind rhetoric. No talking down to me. Don't tell me how to think. Don't tell me how to think. Don't tell me how to think. I trust Newsmax. 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 They don't tell me how to think. They let me decide. Real news for real people. Thank you so much. I'll be back tomorrow.